This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies at Squarespace. The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. Showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch... Use the offer code GRACE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We're rolling. We're rolling. Hi, Jack. Hi, Grace. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Not Too Deep. This is so exciting, as always. It is, because we've got a very exciting guest this week. Yeah. Would you like to introduce him by his name? (laughs) Okay, so we get into this a little bit in the episode, and I'm very embarrassed, because apparently I had mispronounced his name in a previous episode of Not Too Deep, and now I am... I've brought shame to my entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week we are inviting um, the lovely and wonderful Seep. Oh, <sighs> I good already try. fucked it up. I wish that was a bit, but it wasn't. I, Steven I, I, Suptic. Steven Suptic. And I'm, is it, I can't believe I did it. And now I'm even, <laughs> and now I'm even listening to it. I'm like, is that even right? Suptic? Suptic, yeah. Like Suptic? I, <laughs> I mean, I, he would find that funny. I, he would, yes. He's got a very dark sense of humor. I, um, I kind of pride myself in being able to pronounce people's names properly. I can't I believe I did myself. that. I yeah, he pointed out that he had listened to a recent <laughs> episode before he came on, and that uh, Jack had pronounced his name wrong. So as long as it wasn't me, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about this episode. Yes, yeah, so I feel really embarrassed and terrible. But that aside, we had a really <laughs> fun time talking with Stephen, and I want to have him back ASAP because there's. I feel like we only hit the tip of the iceberg Agreed. on stuff to talk about and the cool things that he and his buds over at Sugar Pine 7 are working on, which in my opinion, and I, I this isn't exaggerated, I think they're really like the future of YouTube. Like I really think they're doing cool, innovative things that feel fresh and new and funny, like genuinely very, very funny. I completely agree. I've, I started watching their their videos, um, which we kind of discuss in in the, in the episodes, so I won't spoil mm-hmm. too much. But um, yeah, I'm kind of hooked. Like they're really nailing a specific kind of humor that it, I just find absolutely delightful. Yeah, um, and it's it's cool. It's familiar and uh, new. new media at the same time. Yeah, I agree. It's really is, really cool. But the one thing I really like about their stuff, he calls it um, uh, uh, what is it called? What did he, what did he like coined this phrase of what his t- style is? Alternative lifestyle blogging. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so they basically play versions of themselves, but these like character versions of yeah. themselves, um, which lends me to the prompts that I have for this cold open before our interview. And before we get into we're rooting for you. Sure. And because I just want to talk about it as a bachelor. I've been watching it okay, a lot. Got it. And I felt like this kind of tied in that The Bachelor, all the contestants are like versions of themselves. Yeah, they have to like kind of play the most heightened version of themselves because right. they're also playing a character on this show. Right. And I've been obsessed with it and watching it and it's insane. And you can see how they're crafting different uh, categories of person like this is the innocent one, the villain, the sexy one, the, sure. the educated one, the this, the that, the other. Yeah. And so they kind of do that on the show. They have different like character personality types that are right. heightened. So I wanted to figure out from you, Jack, if uh-huh. you were on a reality show, what character type would you be? Do so you think? I think it depends on the show because I've thought about this a lot. Let's say you're on The Bachelor. Okay. Et. Okay, The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. I mean, probably I would be like the brainy guy, I guess. Okay. I would think like the nerd. Or or I would be like the um maybe like oh, he's like the snappy dresser, I guess, cuz that's something that people kind of is like he's he always seems to be put well put together. Sure. Um uh but I mean, honestly, I would probably get pigeonholed as like like he's like the smart guy, whatever. That seems to be the box I get put in a lot. Sure. Like in my friend groups and things like that. Okay. Um, would it be like the filmmaker, like movie nerd guy? Kind of, yeah. Okay. You know, like he's the guy who like pulls out a 10 cent word without, you know, and I don't mean to do that all the time. I just, it's just my personality type. Sure. I do that. But I also, de- I also think it depends because I think if I was on a show like Survivor, mm-hmm. I would easily <laughs> become the villain. Really? Yeah, because I'm fascinated by like machiavellian uh techniques to like I also, scheme and things like that i also feel like you're you would put your foot in your mouth that you don't oh. have, 
Without question. You wouldn't have control of editing how those episodes go. Yes. And so they can edit all these like uh, non-thought through Jack Ferry sound bites into yep. something very evil. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure um, at some point while we were filming mm-hmm. the series, I'd be like, wait a minute. No, I'm not the villain. No, guys. <laughs> Come on. No. What about you? If you were on one of these reality shows, I don't shows, know. Who do you, I was trying to think, think of your type. My type, if I were, if I had control, which has probably be like uh, uninterested, maybe, it, or like the, the. Oh, she's like the meta ironic one. She's the, but it can be taken anyway. If I'm like commenting on things uh-huh. in a funny way, that can be totally twisted to be like, she's the bitch that's just making fun of everyone. Yeah, that's true. Or the silly aloof one, like dumb blonde would be fun. But I think like I the would, Lisa Kudrow kind of character. Yeah, I think if I was on The Bachelor, I would probably recognize quickly that I'm not interested in this guy. And so I'd want to be the funny person on the show. Sure. That's like quietly funny. That's not like trying to be goofy class clown person, but just like, I think I'd make friends with all the producers and cameramen and try to give jokes in the interviews of not taking it too seriously. I also think you'd ingratiate yourselves. You'd ingratiate yourself to most of the other contestants because Mm -hmm. you like to hang out. You like to drink. No, I think I like to drink and be by myself that they'd be like, she's the serial killer. Like she's, (laughs) she keeps going into her room and hanging out. She keeps taking a So you'd be the villain. (laughs) No, I'd just be like the serial killer. Like the villain interacts and tries to bring people down. I'd just be taking a bottle of vodka from the open bar and going quietly and closing the door in my room. Be like, I'll do all my talking head interviews in here. While all the other contestants are going, what is she doing in there? Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's really every night. It's like every night. Yeah. And then I I just turn on some jams, (laughs) dance by myself. She's listening. I swear she listens to the same three jock jams. Uh huh. Every and night. All of my talking head interviews would be like, I'm genuinely not here to make friends. <laughs> no, I'm good. But I don't dislike anyone. I just don't let people in. So. Um, great. That's so great. Okay. Let's talk about who we're rooting for this week in a segment called We Are Rooting For You, where yeah. we pick someone or something that we are rooting for this week. That's right. Oh, okay. I'm trying to, I'm like between two, but one of mine, because you told me what yours was beforehand, is kind of a bigger thing on what yours is. Okay. Do you want me me to start? I'll let you start and then kind of, yeah, it kind of expands on what I, yeah. Cool. So um, I am rooting for the Valley Folk. Which I thought was appropriate to uh, to mention uh, this on Stephen's episode because they're intertwined. They're old friends, and they kind of do. They stuff all kind together. of, and they also kind of come from uh, some similar roots, which mm-hmm. we kind of get into. Um, but for those of you guys who don't know, you should definitely check them out. They are my friends. Um, it's Lee Newton, Lee Newton, Elliot Morgan. Elliot Morgan. I'm trying to remember everyone's last name. Yeah. Steve Zaragoza and Joe Beretta. So they are former like source fed hosts mm-hmm. and producers as well. Yeah. Um, who are have, have been talking about this for a while with me privately. Like we're trying to start our own thing and figuring it out. And they were anxious and they were going through that same level, that kind of anxiety, like when you were were, you know, transitioning out of my name channel and starting yeah. your new channel again. And they're like, we're nervous about it. And I was just like, you guys, you're you're so talented, you're so funny. I'm sure whatever you do is gonna be successful. And we chatted a little bit about it, and um, I'm so happy that they they launched at this point. Now it'll be a, it'll be a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it, it, they launched this thing, which so far seems to be really successful. They mm-hmm. they started a, a Patreon, and they started a, a, a new channel called the Valley Folk, and with which a, a podcast, a podcast, and then it's immediately like got a, a ton of subscribers right out of the gate, which yep. I'm so happy because. They're some of the nicest, funniest, most wonderful. I mean, obviously, we've and had hardworking and hardworking. Yeah, we've had most of them on the show. Yeah. And um, uh, also on popcorn. And they're just such great people. Yeah. They have a lot of really great um, ideas for the future of stuff yeah. that they want to produce. And they just want to make fun, funny stuff. They just want to be able to make stuff and, and, and the kind of content they've always wanted to make, but they want to be able to make it you know, the way they've wanted to make it for their audience that loves them. And their goal is so like genuine and wonderful because, you know, their goal Mm -hmm. is they want to grow the company to the point where they can all live off of it and have health insurance. Yeah. Which is so admirable. And so it's not like they're trying to like, we want to buy a mansion or anything like that. Like we just want to be able to support ourselves, have the health insurance that we need so that we can continue to make the kind of content that we've always wanted to make for you guys. Mm -hmm. And I just applaud them. They are my friends and my heroes. And And they're genuine friends. Yeah, they're Camera, like, we so actually hang out like I go to their stand-up shows and we hang out and and get, get drinks and coffee and things like that and so they're great uh so the valley folk I am rooting for you we're rooting for you we're rooting for you guys um yeah to kind of uh, bounce off of that mm-hmm. I'm rooting for 
all old school YouTubers in a way. Okay, great. I feel like there's this new era in light of activity and the environment that's happening on YouTube where a lot of uh, us old folk, um, including (laughs) the Valley folk that have been around doing stuff for a while that there's kind of been this uh, in conversations I've had with like content creators and you could hear it in the episode with Hannah and that she was on most recently with us that there's this burnout that happens. And then there's this disappointment and frustration of how the platform's operating and how certain people on the platform are operating. And I think now hopefully there will be a resurgence of all of us, myself included, figuring out like, what is our new next step? What is something that is innovative and fun um, and what hopefully br- reinfuse the platform with a lot of the foundations that it started with, yeah. which is just, you know, genuine enjoyment, authentic personalities and like real pure collaborative efforts across the board. There was a beautiful like community vibe that mm-hmm. was going around YouTube for a number of years. Um, and, you know, as things happen with when industries grow and money becomes such an important part, mm-hmm. um, it becomes complicated and it's gotten complicated. But I feel like there is a pull both on the creator side and on the audience side where people want to come back to that feeling of family. Right. And I'm hoping that, that, that that's going to be the thing of 2018. Yeah, I saw Tyler Oakley. He tweets a lot about this. Um, and he's also in that group of people that I think is going to do something like really fun and new, hopefully. He was tweeting, a lot of you, I see you guys saying, I miss old YouTube. Yeah. Well, all your old YouTube favorites are still making content and they only get um, put into the spotlight by you guys supporting them. So go check in with your old favorites and see what they're up to because you might be surprised by what's going on over there. Yeah. So I'm I'm rooting for old YouTube. And I am I'm also rooting for old YouTube. Also, any elderly people that are using YouTube as, as <laughs> I'm rooting for you too. Um, with that, let's uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we have. Stephen Suptic Suptic with us of Sugar Pine 7 and a really fun, funny interview. So stick around and we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep and Stephen Suptic. Suptic. It's a hard last name to say. Not Not Too Deep with Grace Heidbeck. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by my good friends over at Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G. You guessed it already because I told you already. It's Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit and feel great. While most old school bra brands only carry 15 sizes, Third Love offers 60 sizes and more than that, including half cups. No one else does that. Third Love knows that there is a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering you guys, my beautiful, wonderful listeners, 15% off of your first order to find the bra that you've been waiting for all your life. All you have to do is answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It takes 60 seconds and you can do it from home. There's no awkward fitting room bra experience with another human being. So try a Third Love bra because they are so comfortable. You will probably forget you're wearing it. I can attest to this because this I wear sports bras for a living. I mean, not for a living. I just I wear them while I'm living and I tried a third love bra and dang, it feels great. I don't even know it's there. If you don't agree, returns and exchanges are easy and free. This year, make the change that will change the way you think about bras. Go to thirdlove.com/grace to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first order. That's thirdlove.com/grace. Thirdlove.com slash grace. Steve Septic is here. How do I say your last name? Septic? Well, so I actually listened to um, the previous podcast you guys did when you were talking. You mentioned me at a certain point. um, Yeah. uh Sugar Pine 7. And I believe it was you. It was. uh, Who said septic? I said septic? (laughs) Did I? It's septic, I'm right? not trying to start drama right away. No, I, we need... Jack and I haven't had a riff for a little I, bit, so I would I love If I had, I apologize. Because I knew I <laughs> I did not mean to mispronounce your name. I'm I'm getting flushed right now. I'm so embarrassed. No, but how do you say As it? As you should be. I apologize, Stephen. Septic. <laughs> septic. That's how you say yeah, it, right? Yeah, just septic, yeah. Septic, yeah. Because I think of Septicai, Septicai, which is another YouTuber, right? And he's very, he's very nice. Right. I've yeah. never met him, but that's my brain... 
I also just mispronounce things. Um, we're both from New Jersey, Oof. so I'm so I embarrassed. I hold you guys now. at no fault. I'm so sorry. It just reminded me a lot of everyone in high school. So because no, you're from me. Wisconsin. Hey man, my last name is Ferry. So Illinois. And then I, I did also... live in Wisconsin. Okay. Oh, Ferry. Yeah. <laughs> I got made fun of a lot in high school as well for that last name. Actually, yeah. more middle school. Middle school is much. Middle school worse. is the worst. Middle school is way worse than high school, and I feel like high school gets a also, bad rap. Also, you just told us in the last podcast about how you dyed your hair. And hung out with skaters in middle school That's and correct. also were nervous about everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I think is every middle school kid. Yeah, by right? definition. yeah we're trying to find ourselves then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and also the ones that think they found themselves are the worst. Oh, yeah. Meanest. Um, okay, Let's so be you, honest, yes. you lived in Wisconsin, but you're from Illinois. Yes. Okay. Which was better? Uh, Illinois. Really? For sure. There's nothing in Wisconsin. Uh, we lived in Swamico, which is... That sounds like a fake town. <laughs> well, a lot of towns in Wisconsin sound fake, don't they? We live down the street from Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Wow. I'm just saying wow. But is that's that actually... Good? That might not be true. He's the, he's <laughs> it's the, just a man that sort of looked like We just like heard Aaron stories from the neighbors that Aaron Rodgers lived in the same neighborhood. We never saw him. Okay. But we saw luxury cars pass by, and we just always assumed, assumed. it was Aaron Rodgers. And then uh, he's I the, lived he's in... He's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Right, that he was dating Olivia Munn? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> now we're back. Got, and we're back. Sorry, I had to mine my well of sports knowledge to figure that out. So you might have lived near Aaron Rodgers. That's exciting. There is there is a potential possibility that I did live. And then I also lived in uh, Seattle. Well, outside of Seattle. Outside of Seattle. For uh, six months. And then I got invited to go do SourceFed. Well, yeah. the gaming channel. Okay, this is what I want to know. And like, I've tried to look this up, n- not to be a creep, of like your whole kind of like timeline of things fill me in on how everything happened because i love what you do it makes me i had to watch um a bunch of episodes uh that you guys uh, make on sugar pine seven on the treadmill because i get so angry (laughs) because it's i think it's so smart and so good thank you so much that i have to like walk out my anger while i'm watching just as like i have a healthy balance well i owe a lot of that to uh kib and james who, who are two of your friends that you met? Oh, I lucked when? out, yeah. When, uh, yeah, cool. explain how this all I'll happened. I'll do the whole timeline. Okay. In as quick a fashion as I possibly can. You can take can. as long as you want. So, uh, I went to community college okay. for two years and it just wasn't for me. Sure. So, I dropped out and by that point I had already learned how to edit because I made Halo montages. Nice. I was a big gamer boy. Yeah, because you, yeah, you started out in like started Minecraft gaming, and all of yeah. that, right? Yes. Okay. Nice. You have to, it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Hey, I started out making lip sync videos in my apartment. So. Still, though, that is miles above um, Minecraft. <laughs> I had purple hair in middle school, so we all have Nailed stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I moved to Wisconsin with some friends that we were all doing YouTube at the time. We made a house together and made this channel called Bam Lounge. Okay. So I was doing gaming and then I was also doing live sketches because that's what we were all passionate about. Mm-hmm. But they were never any good. Um, I still enjoyed doing them, but I learned a lot. Do in the they process. still exist online? Yes. Yay! Just, just yes. for just to know. Okay. There's some uh, terrible things in there that uh, should I... be found and exploited. <laughs> Got it. Done yeah. and done. So if you ever want to blackmail me, that's how you do it. Perfect. So I moved from Wisconsin. <laughs> afterwards, we got this uh, business opportunity with um, another YouTuber out in Seattle. Okay. They were starting business out there, so we all came out to do this like collaborative community channel. Fell through almost immediately. Uh, And about six months into that, I had made connections at Machinima. Um, Right. Okay. Yeah, because I got it. I was like, that's a company name that I haven't heard for a second. The multi-channel network that specialized in uh, video game content. Yes. Did you do that kind of stuff where like you would take like video game footage and then like create sketches out of it? What was that called? Machinima. That was called Machinima as well. Exactly. And then um, there were also animations, which is what I uh, did more of. Got it. So would you do that like in Halo and stuff like that? Halo was pretty tough um, to find like models and rigs for it. But we Uh would I made like one. Uh, machinima with halo but i was more into making minecraft animations oh, at the time. Fun. it was very I, I learned a lot about storytelling that's which great. is what uh, i took from that and then after those six months in seattle i moved out to la because i'd met this guy named jeremy Azevedo through machinima okay who was who went from machinima to SourceFed and was working with phil and all them and they were like do you want to come out and do the or interview for the gaming channel got it yeah and it was between me and a really uh, really depressed guy so. <laughs> so little did they, so they know how depressed you were <laughs> you just wore your depression inside and that's what you've learned people give you opportunities when you just wear it on your sleeve yeah yeah and you just keep bottling it up and bo- yep until you explode <laughs> irrationally and at someone who doesn't deserve it um 
So you came down here and you did SourceFed for how long? So the gaming channel lasted about eight or nine months. Okay. And then it got And mixed. that was a few years into them doing SourceFed, right? Or did yeah. that... Yeah. Because I remember that was like the second iteration of SourceFed was now they're expanding to gaming and like nerd-centric must stuff. must have been like four or so years into SourceFed itself. And wow. they decided And they decided not to call it a SourceFed plays or source fed games or anything they just didn't want they went with super panic frenzy rolls off the tongue yeah (laughs) easy branding but uh we did that for about eight months and it was doing really poorly for a really long time Mm -hmm. and towards the end it really started to pick up but discovery sold to um i forget who and they turned into group nine and they're just like none of this is good okay which i don't blame them for thinking (laughs) that but (laughs) They nixed that, and then I got uh, about a year to figure out what, or maybe six months or so, before mm-hmm. they wanted me to do SourceFed, okay. the news channel. So then I came back and did that. And, uh, so you be, left and then came back. Yeah, I tried to start my own business, which failed. And then <laughs> I came back, and uh, then SourceFed got canceled. So basically, you're like a lucky token for all of these companies. Yeah, I don't know uh, exactly how. Should we start a business? I feel like we should start a business. Uh, I feel like you're a hot ticket right now. Uh, But so, how long were you at SourceFed before that went apart? Six or about the same time as Super Panic Frenzy, maybe a little less. Okay, because that work environment is crazy i remember they invited me before they did i guess they were just starting to do like their nerd branches to come in like guest host one morning and they were like what time do you want to be there and i was like i don't know like 11 maybe that's early yeah, like, that's the end of the day yeah they're like we that's started our- 5 30 yeah you exactly. guys started five- oh they started five they would start at like 6 a.m they'd have to be yeah. in the office mm. lee and elliot and all them and then they would have a couple stories they'd all be like researching their own stories and i was like this is what i imagine a newsroom is actually like it was so different dramatically different from how i operate like working from home in my pajamas with my dog just being like you can read my thoughts can't you (laughs) and it was so insane how much stuff they churned out how much content they made i mean that must have been like a quick like workshop in like like, six videos a day for a while that's so crazy holy moly yeah all those guys are those are my heroes uh, on youtube i'm pretty sure yeah all those original source fed guys yeah yeah they're great i mean they are super talented i think don't get enough recognition for how much work they did in building that and their improv is just they're so good they're so good but so are you and your friends because now you've started this group so did sugar pine seven start right after source or was this kind of like a like a passion project group mind idea it started just randomly really um, when SourceFed ended i had made these like a couple videos that were you know about SourceFed ending mm-hmm. and they had a certain style to it that i don't know exactly what to attribute it to i want to think like dateline or something with the narration you <laughs> oh, know when they do the freeze frame yeah. it wasn't yes. meant to be like arrested development it's also very wonder years i haven't seen that uh it's like uh fred savage it's a classic but it's really re- and he voices over the whole thing and talks about his life yeah. going through and have you it's, ever seen a Christmas story? I was about to say, I took a lot yeah. of inspiration from a Christmas story. A Christmas story inspired the Wonder Years. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Is it a T? It's a movie. It's it was a, a TV, TV show. show. It's a TV show. It was about a kid growing up in like the 60s and the 70s. Oh, yeah. That fun. It's yeah. really, but it's really reminiscent of what you are doing. So you made a couple of videos in that style. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we made a, or videos about source fed ending. And then I made this video where I was like, I'm just going to go to my friend's house and see what happens. Uh, because views were starting to pick up mm-hmm. and I, I was like, I might as well capitalize on this while I can. Yeah. Uh, thank you, SourceFed. And yeah. I went to my friend's house, we filmed it and then they just continued to do well. Yeah. And we just ran with it. That's cool. It just worked out. Yeah. And, and then and now you have this like very rabid fan base, which is awesome. Yeah. It's, it turned into something that I never in a million years thought it would because I've been doing YouTube for since 2011 mm-hmm. and you always have ups and downs. There's points right. um, where views are just, ugh, and yeah. then there are points where you're just like, I mean, this is the best it's going to get probably, but I never in a million years would have expected anything like this. But that's, what's so delightful about it, right? Is that it's impossible to predict what's going to do well, what's not going to do well. So when something that you genuinely like without any idea of this will probably do well, it, and then it does surprisingly it's like a i don't know i would think it's a more like purely proud moment especially when it's something you want to keep doing too right and you're not just stuck doing like a 
Minecraft videos, you know? That's <laughs> you always well, surely, have that to fall back on, though. Surely you enjoyed making them at the time, though. Yes. I enjoyed doing the animations because that was um, creatively fulfilling, but the gameplays, I don't know how anyone that's sustainable for a long period of time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that seems... I don't. I can't. I can't comment on that. I have no idea what that world is like. <laughs> I mean, even us doing this now, it's like I don't know how long we can do it for. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. And <laughs> um, so, like, when's your breaking point? Is basically my question. Uh, no, the you've been doing this now for two years, a year. Oh my god! Uh, since March, so it's either been a year, or almost almost a year. A year. Almost okay, a year, yeah. and it's been you guys have had like this massive trajectory, and you must feel like a lot of pressure to like continue the way it's going but also you guys create a lot of content in the grand scheme of like content creation you're making a video a day almost we make a uh, five videos a week four of them are the like normal skit type videos one right. of them is a podcast okay so also i'm so fascinated by the creative process in it because it seems like it's uh the lines are blurred between it being scripted and real moments or improvised moments mm -hmm. and how so how what's the breakdown of that depends on the video right for the season premieres and the maybe the episodes leading up to the season finales mm -hmm. we script a lot uh when it's day to day we make bullet points of stuff that we want to hit okay like plot points and we just roll with it if we have specific lines that maybe we think are funny we'll add it to it and then if it works out it does if it doesn't it doesn't that's right. very curb your enthusiasm yeah actually we definitely we shoot it a lot like they do do you hear about that curb your enthusiasm saved a man's life from prison Yes. Oh, holy this, shit. Have what? You, oh, no, I haven't heard about this. How have you not heard about this? No, it's I didn't tell me. This insane story where a guy at a baseball game was like wrongfully accused, but they were shooting an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm at the Dodgers game that day, and they were able to find him in the <gasps> audience in the background. Isn't of, that amazing? But it's, Whoa. it's so insane. I know you have to. That's not like, is that a Dateline thing? Wow. I don't know. Oh, Larry, it's a Netflix thing, I think. They're yeah. making a show about it. Yeah. Larry they, David but they also, saves the day. They interview Larry <laughs> David, too. That's the best part. They interview him, oh and you can God. tell that. He like is trying to feel emotion about it. He's like, he's like, yeah, we saved his life. I don't know. <laughs> and it's like the nicest he'll probably wow. ever like come across. That's like, so funny. It's really pretty crazy. So keep all of your uh, archive footage. You never know who's going to need to yeah, be spotted. You, might, you never know. You have to exonerate someone. Yeah, because also you guys, uh, you guys have a lot of people in the backgrounds of shots that you'll like focus in on. Do you get people to sign releases or? anything or you're just like no we're we just very worried about that <laughs> <laughs> well i won't advertise it then because i'm like do they sign releases or are they just hoping they don't get this video seen by this person well yeah. I, I think the rule is if they tell you to take it down then you just take it down and only then do you get in trouble i think the biggest thing with that is that we haven't considered the consequences <laughs> i think blissful ignorance is a great way to go through life i personally use that as like a mantra that well, if i don't know it's not, not permission right yeah ask for forgiveness don't beg for permission yeah. uh the yeah it's so funny and i because i was watching your video the other day about you guys being in the arcade and you can go step by step of when you get found shooting in a public space the thing is I did intend to blur the arcade manager's face out and I forgot in post. Oh, I wasn't even talking about that. I oh. was just talking about just the general idea of, because that was my first question too. I'm like, how are they allowed in this arcade right now? We weren't. Right. Oh, I know. And then you answered it immediately. I was like, all right. I just was like, who do they know? Who do they know? No. And it's just my thought process for going anywhere and doing this is like, a, oh, no one's going to care. Right. That's never true. And we I, I mean, should have learned that five times sure. by now easily. Yeah. yeah, It's hard in Los Angeles, too, when yep. everyone has a camera and everyone's shooting everything. And it's these, a college project. I know, but that's so good. You guys look like college students still. We played our strengths. Ah, I can't get away with that. <laughs> For the people that don't know, where does the name Sugar Pine 7 come from? Good question. So at SourceFed, we did this parody of Naked and Afraid. Mm -hmm. um, and they brought us out to Idlewild, where the cabin that we stayed at and rented Whoa. was Sugar Pine Suites. Okay. I don't remember if it actually had seven, but there were seven of us that were sort of in uh, Sugar Pine at the time. And we hadn't, we didn't have a group name. Mm -hmm. So the cabin just fit immediately. But then the seven came from, I think there was me, James, Kib, Autumn, Jeremy, Parker, and... Raina was originally thought to be because we did mm -hmm. a couple videos here and there, but uh, turns out the seven just eventually meant nothing. Cool. Got it. But keep people guessing. 
Well, now they won't know. Or okay. now they won't guess at all. Because <laughs> yeah. they'll know. Well, or just give them an actual answer about <laughs> it, I guess. That works, too. Uh, but it's really catchy. I mean, it's just such a catchy name. Like, it sounds oh, like... Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah, so there's some, something about it that grabs you, so... It, do you guys have... Because there is a lot of silly stuff that you guys do in your videos is there a safe word amongst friends of like we can't show this we can't do this i've asked david dobrik and his group of friends that same thing of like how do you guys do you have to get permissions from everyone if this is too much or i guess because you guys have more of a group brainstorm beforehand everyone kind of knows what they're getting into yeah i mean everybody knows everybody's sort of on the same page we we definitely err on the side of everything's free to talk mm-hmm. about um not necessarily put in a video but uh i i know that was that was actually an issue um at source not an issue but it was something that uh, we butted heads on is that yeah. in the writer's room uh i felt like and there were other people that felt like uh you should be able to say whatever you want just to try to shotgun effect and see what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. because only then you'll find out i mean you can obviously think about it beforehand sure but maybe saying it's funny yeah. i don't know but there were other people there that were like, oh, no, that's not uh, what you should do. You should know you should have a line. But at uh, Sugar Pine 7, we just uh, leave it up to the editing at that point. Oh, okay. So there there have been things that we've had to cut out for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I mean, I'm sure you can't talk about things that you've had to cut out. Maybe. Or you can. You're welcome to. If there's anything that you're like, this is one I wish. So there was a no one here is going to find this funny. <laughs> well, Maybe. Uh, now it's a challenge it's okay if it's not funny if it's interesting <laughs> it's it's a really bad dumb joke okay. that we we cut it out because we were like oh this is very dumb yeah and it's not funny. it's not worth it's not worth the flack that we're gonna get for it yeah. yeah so we were gonna pan in on a certain building and you can hear our voices in the on the inside but uh or we weren't gonna have our voices uh shown in the beginning but it's gonna pan on on a building that is for you know a certain type of disabled people. Okay. Uh, so that's the start. And then it just cuts to us inside a building, just working. So that's our office. Got so it was it. just one of those things that we were, we talked about. And obviously I don't find this funny now, right. but at the time it was just one of those things where you're like, Oh, maybe that, uh, you know, yeah, it's, but you're yeah. smart. You're smart enough to know in editing. Well, uh, we've gotten away with what we've done so far. So yeah. <laughs> but I think there's a big difference between, I think that's an important thing is you gave yourselves the freedom to let's explore this and see if it's funny or if it crosses the line. When you realized it did, you were smart enough to cut it out. Yeah. When you realize it's not worth it, even if it's making fun of yourselves in some aspect, like the offense that yeah. it might have in another aspect is going to outweigh that. And that's going to weigh on your guilty consciences yep. <laughs> later. Are you familiar with the, um, the friends ruling? Have no. you heard about this? What's that? So there was a there was a famous lawsuit that happened uh, back when Friends was on TV, and um, where some people in the writers' room said, um, you know, there are certain things you just can't joke about. There are certain things you can't do. Like these things are offensive. And then the other side were saying, no, the writers' room needs to be a free expression. We need to be able to explore things and try to find the funny without being personally offensive to you. So I would never say like, you know you're ugly or something like that. As long as I'm not saying that, we should be free to explore things which may be quote-unquote offensive yeah. to outside mm-hmm. because this needs to be a safe space. And uh, the courts decide, ruled in their favor and saying it is, it oh. does need, it. they, they you know, with the caveat of you're not personally attacking somebody, hmm. but that, that, and I think that's been a thing that resonates through Hollywood. It brings, comes up all the time, especially in light of what's going on in the current political climate of like, what can we do and what can't we do? Because there is that understanding that there's an editing process at some point where you can go, you know what, you're right. This does cross the line. Let's take yeah. this out or let's remove this from the script. But often some really great and funny ideas come from going to a place that's maybe a little too far. And we're like, well, let's dial this back yeah. a little bit and still find the funny without being offensive. The trick is just not to film a dead body in the woods. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. Um, speaking <laughs> of, <laughs> welcome to Not Too Deep with Grace Holiday. Uh, but speaking of that, are there any vlogging tropes? I mean, because vlogging has become this really, you know, cliche thing. Uh, are there any vlogging tropes that you're like, we're not going to do that. That's like dumb or. I don't really like turning the camera around on myself. Yeah. I I think that's that's incredibly embarrassing. And I see people that doing that in public and it's just, uh, I mean, I'm not going to knock them for doing it, but fuck them. Just not your style. (laughs) Don't knock them. Just fuck them. Yeah. Your, your, your videos feel a lot more like documentary. Yeah, which is cool. Definitely the, and I think it it's interesting too because the voiceover being sort of like, is this real or isn't this real? Because it's shot in documentary, it really blurs. Also, you have a very 
deadpan <laughs> style. So like even parts of like this interview, I'm like, is he joking right now? It's hard to tell. Sometimes. There's a lot. There are a lot of truths in in these videos that a lot of people think are jokes. Really? In a lot of different ways. I've <laughs> I've alluded to uh, some terrible, terrible things, and people have yet to catch on. So really. <laughs> Maybe they will. Uh, See, I can't talk you're joking now. Not joking. I swear. I believe it. But also that I was going to ask too, because now you guys do Beyond the Pine, your podcast, where when I watched one, I was like, oh, they're going to be in character. And you even refer to like your friend as he plays this character in the show. And I always wondered what, how you guys handled that. I mean, Kib? No, um, you had Jeremy. Oh, one, yeah. Or you guys are playing Never Have I oh, Ever. Oh, no, you watched the worst one. So, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got the most clickbait title. Why wouldn't I watch that? I'm Never like, Have I Ever? I was like, let me learn about these guys in this video. Uh, and then I realized, like, you guys just love your vape pens so goddamn much. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it started off as a joke. And then I was going to bring it here. And then everyone in the office was like, no, why would you? <laughs> Well, that's what I was telling them. I was like, I started listening and then I would like scrub forward on moments and it just got grayer and grayer and grayer. And I was like, why is the video part even here now? I don't need this. Uh, but no, it's fun because you guys are yourselves and you are friends. And I'm like, they're pretty candid with each other on these that uh, I feel like more secrets of the show might come. I mean, you've done what, 20 some episodes of that? Something about 20 something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how does that compare to doing like a daily vlog episode? I, I prefer doing the vlogs. Yeah. Um, I'm not like a huge uh, consistent series kind of person. I just mm -hmm. get tired of it really quickly, which is why I like doing the series so much. Uh, alternative lifestyles, because it's a different thing every day. Right. So, yeah. So you don't script out like what the arc is, right? Or do you loosely? We tend to at the beginning of a season, get really pumped to plan mm -hmm. out all of it. And then about two or three weeks in, we're like, ah, fuck it and then we <laughs> just, just go goes. with something else yeah but that's like improv right you say yes and to whatever is happening and that's the best part of the show yeah is that it's just a you can change whatever you want at any time that's what makes it feel real like the season two storyline had this paranormal aspect to it mm -hmm. and we just turned it all around at the end and made it like a fourth wall breaking thing and it's really about the show because we wanted to bring it back to uh the real point of it was which was a group of friends uh, trying great. to make their way in this industry so fun at the core of it it's just like the hills right <laughs> basically exactly is yeah. uh we're gonna take a break in a second but before we do um oh no i'm gonna do this after the break before we do we're gonna look at something in a segment called this is curious where we found something that you've tweeted and or posted on social media from the past that um is a little curious to us i want to find out what is the <laughs> What's the reason behind this? this is from December 26th, the day after Christmas, 2014. And it's a tweet that says, how do you break into a house? Well, Grace, I think the answer is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> if you knew, why would you tweet this? I was just hoping there was uh, maybe an aficionado on Twitter. <laughs> someone that... Well, you got 46 replies. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was one of them the, uh, the one that worked? <laughs> None of them worked. <laughs> All right. But I mean, it's... Oh, you know what this actually was? I locked myself out of my house. <laughs> oh, really? That's exactly what that the was. The day after Christmas. Yeah. Wow, it was the day after Christmas. I locked myself out. No, you know what? It was oh. none of those things. I was visiting my parents, and they weren't home, and I was going to surprise visit them. Oh, and no. And I couldn't get into their house, so I was going to break so into their house, and since they're so old, give them heart attacks. Oh, that's <laughs> really sweet. But I love that this is a very um, 2014 if you have an issue, crowdsource the yeah, solution. Yeah, that's the old me. Yeah. Oh, now it's the new you, is that you have the keys to everyone's house. <laughs> <laughs> you can break in whenever you want. Uh, okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I'm going to ask Steven. Do you go by Steve, Steven? Either or, Steve. Steve? Okay, I'm going to ask Steve uh, the two questions that I ask every single guest that's on the podcast, and then we're going to answer your Twitter questions. We'll be right back with more... How do you pronounce his name, Jack? <laughs> Steven Suptic. Oh, not too deep. <laughs> See you in a second. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Squarespace is back. Oh, back again. I love these guys supporting our podcast. They've been supporting us since it seems like the very beginning. So, of course, they're back. It Welcome back. It feels like guys. they've been supporting us since pre podcast existing. <laughs> it does feel that way. It's, there's, they've supported us, I think, longer than our parents have. So thank you, Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. And here's why you guys need to support them. If you're ready to start a new business, make it stand out with Squarespace. They've got beautiful templates that are created by world-class designers, and they make it easy to turn your idea, whatever it is, whatever you may have boiling in your old brain cube, into a new and unique website. 
What kind, of, what kind of stuff can they do? Okay, so you could not just showcase your work, although hmm. you can do that. Not just blog, what? not just publish content. You can even sell products and services of all kinds. And guess what? Just a few clicks. And make it stand out. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products. And it's all optimized for mobile right out of the box. Something I probably wouldn't have even thought about, but they already thought about it for me. Yeah, because if you you look at a lot of websites on your phone, so you want it to be optimized for mobile. Yeah. And you can use Squarespace's analytics to help you grow your business in real time. And if you're not really a tech savvy person, such as myself, don't Mm -hmm. worry. Not only is there nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever... But if you do have a, like a technical question, mm-hmm. Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer support is there to help. I didn't even know customer support could be award-winning, but yeah, I think it is it's with the, Squarespace. I think it's the supporties. They won the supporties. Congrats. Congrats, Squarespace. Guys, listen. Destiny is calling. It says you need a new website and you got to make it with Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use the offer code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain that is squarespace.com offer code grace sorry let's start that over again how did you meet everybody oh yeah uh don't mind us we're just redoing a very candid real life moment (laughs) so you guys can get privy to this conversation uh i want to know how you met kib and james right james james yeah james okay i met kib first about four years ago uh he was we were all going to the same convention. I didn't know him at the time, but I had walked in on a room that we were all staying at because we had friends of friends there. Gotcha. And he was naked on a bed with, uh, <laughs> all with right. two of his mates. Fun. And that was, uh, we became immediate best friends. Is that that's real? The same day, we just bonded so much. And then we just stayed it's a, friends. Yeah. So that's a polarizing first impression. That's going to go either best friends or you know, repressed. We don't, uh, we've never met before. And for me, it's a mix of both. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and James, I met, he was a PA at SourceFed. Oh, So okay. he had gotten That's hired cool. there. Um, and I think he, he was very frustrating for a lot of people that worked there. <laughs> he was frustrating? <laughs> Not I actually. Like, I just remember one time I when. I uh, say he was frustrated working there. Oh, no. <laughs> that too. Got it. He walked out and because he just couldn't stop laughing during this one shot and uh-huh. everyone's just like, oh, did he actually? And then That's great. I knew it was meant to be ever since. We'd have our own, like, <laughs> before the, our actual podcast at SourceFed started, James and I would sit down at the podcast set by ourselves and uh-huh. just do like a, and welcome back to the Saturday go down <laughs> And then we just riff for Did like, you record song. these? No. No, this is just you guys practicing on the mics. But we have to do a panel at uh, Rooster Tea or at Sydney coming up, and we're the only two people on the panel, so we might <gasps> just do that podcast. Oh, you should. Man. That sounds great. Wait, when will that happen? When is that convention? Yikes, I don't know. But is it in the well, next we'll month out. or two? <laughs> oh, no, it's coming up. Oh, it's the 30th through the 5th. Oh, okay. I, so at this least that's will, my flight date. So this will air after that because we pre-shoot a bunch and then roll these out. So It went well. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, let us know. Uh, tweeted us at how the panel went. Um, okay, we're going to get into some Twitter questions. But first, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest on the podcast. And the first is, who, uh, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Alive or dead? Yikes. Yeah, it can be a good reason. It can be a bad reason. It can just be for funsies. Well, obviously, you have to go with someone you dislike because why would it be so? so well, actually, some it, people had some good answers for that. But I don't want to, tell, I don't want to influence your, your answer now. Well, I'm I'll tell just you going you straight say. to mm-hmm. a terrorist. Okay. I'm oh. thinking just who was the worst one? There, were, there have been a few. Sure. I mean, you can also just say a terrorist as your answer. I want to get specific. The okay. worst terrorist. I'm going to say the worst terrorist. Okay, the worst terrorist. <laughs> the worst terrorist there ever was or ever will be. Okay, I think that's... Cold a- spaghetti right in the Cold face. Cold spaghetti. Yeah. Fair answer. Okay, and I think... I might know this because you I accidentally watched the podcast where this might be a story related to this, but the other question I ask every single guest is tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Recently, (laughs) uh, couldn't unlock. Oh, I have a problem with houses. Uh, and I, yeah, I, if you want the full story behind mm-hmm. the three word or small phrase answer, you can listen to uh, Beyond the Pine, 
because you explain it there. That's how I know it. Oh, did we explain it? Yeah, yeah that you, was... guys, that, you guys came in hot on that episode <laughs> talking about like you've had a real bad it day. It was the worst day. And I was like, is this what their podcast normally is? <laughs> but it was great. It I feel was like great. It's something different every time. But that's the thing. It changes every time. Um, but I'm glad to hear that it wasn't a complete disaster because <laughs> I was getting anxiety listening to the stories. Make sure you go check it out. It's um very detailed narrative. No, thank you to the people at Pollo Campero uh, who are down the block from us who made me pay for flan before I could use their bathroom. Oh, for real? So I was in the middle of shitting my pants. Oh, and, uh, no. I had to pay for flan as well. That's... Which is probably another pants shitting inducing yeah. food. Yeah, to three words. Flan. Yep. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here are your Twitter questions. Uh, Hyperborena Dev wants to know how many cars have you crashed, Steven? <laughs> yeah, this is a thing for you, right? <laughs> What's You've going got a on with this? Now. Just one. Okay. But I have been in an accident in my college um, parking lot before this. I was bumped in, into. Okay, that wasn't your fault. No, and it was. Uh, much less uh, severe, I think. Okay. Many so would think what that. was the one, oh, this one that yeah. was severe? I remember um, someone showed me, I think Diane and I were looking at- I can show you guys some pictures. Yeah, the picture. And you were like, oh I'll miss this car or something. And it's just a completely totaled car. Yeah. And were I was you like- okay? Yeah. Was the for, other, were the other people okay? It was just me. Wow. Just me, luckily. Did you but hit that, a tree? What happened? No, I hit a uh, thing on the side of the road and I went, rolling oh my Jeez. but that's one of those things where i had just started oh learning my. about who you were <laughs> that oh nice car nice car very nice. beautiful sports car a youtuber car very david dobrek car <laughs> yep and then uh where is october that's when all the good stuff happens because this is when i first learned about <laughs> you and like your world and then i saw this photo and i was like is this for a video i can't tell if this is real life or no, this we is... used it in a video the, i mean make mountains out of molehills where the hell is october uh-oh, someone, the universe is pranking you. There's July, August. Oh, we're getting close. We're getting close. All right, are you guys ready? Oh, so ready. It's right here. Holy moly, man. Yeah, that looks wow. fucking intense. Did you Holy, have... wow. It looks like... Uh, and there's your self, and there's geez. a sweet selfie. Yeah, the, that too. Uh, what, what, wow. what was your body damage? Uh, minimal. I had a, a knee issue for a little bit. Okay. Um, and then there, there was like one or there's a scare for a second, but yeah. it was just diarrhea. Um, <laughs> we've all been there. No, the <laughs> definitely was probably, was probably one of the worst points in my life for sure. Jeez. Yeah. It just, that's so... You just lost control of the car. Like what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds crazy. Um, that's terrifying. And do you drive now? New, no, no, I'm waiting for a little bit. I'm yeah, a little timid. I might uh, get a, I might get a moped. There you go. You know, that's more dangerous, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go much slower speeds. Yeah, sure. Mean, no helmet though. No helmet. Um, yeah, this is a terrible idea, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> I say no jacket, no helmet. I listen, mean, um, you've been through it. You know, you rolled a car which has a cage on it. That's why you're okay. I've just been right, taking Dad. Ubers everywhere. Now. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, actually, I think they just got the roll cage implemented in the 2017 model. So, oh, wow, Ooh. that was lucky. Wow, that's pretty yeah. bonkers. Man, well, we're sorry. Glad. That just that car oh, was no really worries. fucked up. It was. <laughs> it was yeah. very scary looking. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, the worst part about it was was uh, so I was upside down when it was all crashed, and the doors were closed in. And uh -huh. I looked at my hands; they were all bloody. And I was like, "Ah, yikes!" Uh, but it was just the glass from the ceiling panel, yeah. so I wasn't sure. like you know in mortal danger. But I was kind of in shock, so I didn't know at the yeah. time. Yeah. So I tried to push the door out on my left, which would be I don't uh, when you're upside down. I don't know what door that is. Yeah. But wouldn't move, and I, I started thinking like, ah. No. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, sure. yeah. Surely the other one though. I pushed the other door. No. Yeah. Wow. So I started getting a little claustrophobic. Did they jaws of life you out? No, I had a hero moment. <gasps> you broke through the window. I kicked the door oh and it popped open. Wow. wow. Oh yeah. And that's one of those adrenaline rush moments where like the women can panicking. lift cars off their babies because they're just so like endorphined out by yeah, it. Thankfully, yeah. I was able to lift the car off the baby I'd run over. Phew, <laughs> God, that baby. That baby should have known that its mother left it for a reason. The only um, bad part is the car was a lease. Oh. Is that true? Yes. Oh my God, I'm sorry. That so, sucks. Papa YouTube, help support. His. But you were insured, surely. Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's good. Oh my. Um, On a lighter note, not to do with Grace Helbig. Um, oh my. Uh, Josh Schutz wants to know what's his favorite flavor vape juice. Mm. <laughs> I really like uh, Korean Jesus. 
That's a real thing? It is. What's it taste like? It's it's like got a menthol to it. It's minty sort of. So okay. it's not okay. uh, this fruity blast and it's not chocolate or some bullshit. It's just uh it's just minty and it leaves you refreshed and dehydrated. <laughs> that's my favorite feeling all the time. I feel like uh that should be my so deodorant weird. scent. Refreshed and dehydrated. Uh <laughs> Lindsay JP 5990. What my favorite thing ever with my favorite people ever is in the works? Question mark. Sorry, that's not a question. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, Lizzie, why? And a bunch of people want to know do you like Cow Chop? Of course. Yeah. What is Cow They're Chop? They're like our uh, brother or sister company, basically. Okay. Oh, those are the people that you have like fake beef with? Yeah, uh, sort of, yeah. Or like in the, yeah. Like we, they're one of the few groups that we collaborate with consistently. It's like them and Funhouse because they're both Rooster Teeth brands and we're all, we've all been friends for a really long time. So it it. makes sense. Yeah. I think I just saw in an episode that you were going to do a podcast with them. Yeah. And I did. And I was reading some of the comments and they're like, wow, Alex really hates Steve. People really come up with their own drama. Yeah. Intricate ways to put people apart. It's fine. Do you guys have, you must have fan fiction written about you guys as castmates. If not, Google it. (laughs) I'll have to Google it. I remember a long time ago when we did, you know, Minecraft stuff. There mm-hmm. were there were definitely fan fictions. We'd read them as a series, uh, but I haven't seen any about Sugar Pine Seven. Really? I, I don't bet- know if I just haven't been looking hard. I'm enough. sure it exists. I think that has to exist. Uh, there has to be ships for you guys, or at least conspiracy theories. There, <laughs> I feel like there was a Bruce and Autumn ship, and then the, or no, there was a Peak who was the editor for. Um, Funhouse, and then we have Autumn, and they were they basically had the same kind of personality where they're just like, and then they ship them. But that's really it. I can't think of a Kib and Steve ship or a James and Kib ship yet, but soon. Uh, <laughs> High Awesomeness wants to know: Does he want kids someday? Because you are engaged. Yeah, that's his public knowledge, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, and you got get engaged in Iceland. Yes, I've been to Iceland. It rules. It does. What time did you go? What what month? Uh, we went, I went with Hannah and Mamrie in August, I want to say. Okay, so you went during when it wasn't the worst? No, no, Were not you there August. in like January or something? February, yeah, it was, oh, uh... silly you. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah. Oh, you, no, no, Do no. you like not having daylight? <laughs> no, we went in, um, Mar- May? May, maybe? That's pretty good, That's though. That's gonna be it's nice. Spring. Yeah, it was nice. It was freezing still. How long did you stay? We stayed for, um, a little over a week, I think. That's it was hard to tell. Of time, yeah. I think we went right after Amsterdam. So did you spend most of your time in Reykjavik? Yes. Yeah. It was, I love that town so much. It was they so cool. They hate tourists. They do. And uh, the, it's, the bars there are so ridiculous. They have a... Um, uh, 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 the dude bar? Yeah. We've got the Chuck Norris grill. Yeah, which isn't a bar, which sucked. Yeah. Mamer and I were on a mission to go. They have a bar called Boston Bar. And we went up there and uh-huh. it was like a 14-year-old girl like bartending. And we're like, what? there's something real gross about this. <laughs> uh, this might be what they think Boston is like, but it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Uh, it's like you're landed on the moon somewhere. It's crazy. Yeah, we both had strep. Oh, during that trip so you just it had, was like, the fucking worst but uh, but then you got engaged yeah <laughs> and I, I took her to this lighthouse area in iceland because uh-huh. i had looked it up online and i was like oh surely it'll be illuminated at night right the lighthouse will be on sure and it'll be beautiful it'll be just us uh-huh all of it wrong uh, <laughs> the lighthouse not on couldn't see anything couldn't even see the lighthouse oh uh, god tons of tourists oh. all just sitting around my, doing nothing <laughs> just standing they're like what are you looking at it was like the end scene from uh john wick 2 <laughs> but and the worst part of it was i opened up the ring box and it was upside down and she looked at it, she's like yes where is the <laughs> oh and then God. i looked at it and i was like no oh I, my god I, it was like the most money i'd ever spent in my life it was from tiffany's oh. I was like, oh wow i will never lose this and then i looked at the box and i didn't see it and i was like Oh my god! Haven't gotten insurance on that yet, <laughs> which is a clearly a consistent issue in my life. Um, You're working on it. Yeah, you just need a couple more like real life changing moments to get you this. That last issue. one is good for. That's the one that I needed yeah. for sure. The uh, but you found it. <laughs> At least she said yes. It was just it was had to be turned down. upside down. Oh god, I thought it was I gonna, had like, a panic fall attack. Out. Yeah, that I would have had a panic attack. But that's so sweet. Is there a wedding date or is that like... No, we've been poor for a very long time. Uh, I thought that having this business and like views doing well, 
it would it would really change you know a lot about my life no mm. it turns out there you have to pay employees you have to pay for countless things and especially when we put so much money uh back into the business itself that there's just barely anything left over to do anything fun with yeah it's a huge investment it's a big learning curve too that you realize that youtube is as a business but a lot of it's also startup costs i mean you guys have an office now you're kind of like and we really... have the camera that we want now and we have yeah, yeah the... i see yes yeah, so stephen came with a i'm assuming it's a c300 yes it shoots raw yeah Ooh, yeah i, I love know. that you I love those cameras They're i great cameras. love that you say that uh i don't ever want to turn my camera around on me in public because i think that's like so obvious but then you came in with like a full rig yes <laughs> it's a it's not like a dslr guys this is a like film style camera yeah this just is... google canon c300 and get a sense of what it looks like it's got a shotgun mic on it with a yeah, they say uh, a you, dead cat. Yeah, Winfrey on nice. it. Nice NTG three on top. And they say you want to like to be more relatable to your audience on YouTube. You want to mm -hmm. keep you know videos the same kind of si same kind of style over time. And that's why you know Jenna Marbles hasn't really changed her method for mm -hmm. years upon years. And we just didn't at all. <laughs> Try to make I mean, it as unrelatable as possible. I think it's great. I think that's why it's so interesting because it feels so cinematic. It feels, and it, not in like a Casey Nice that way. You know, it is, it's shot obviously like well and pretty, but at the same time it is messy and Blair Witchy and like all over the place. So I think it's a good balance. Um, that's it's a nice, my two cents. <laughs> thank you. I think it's a nice balance of not being good enough for TV and not being relatable enough for people on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Toe that middle line that no one is at. It's for no one. <laughs> yeah. This is weird no camera We're purgatory. <laughs> um, the, the small 001 wants to know, what is your five-year plan? Well, I, I have a goal for sure. Um, I'm writing a book. Congrats. Congrats. And you guys shot a horror film, too. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's just the start to... It's to... called The Woods? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's on your channel available. Like, people can go see that, right? Yes. Okay. Um, So I'm writing that book, and I'm hoping that it's going to be one of those things that I can adapt into a screenplay down the line. That's and maybe, awesome. like, Goodwill Hunting it. Not that it would ever be as good as Goodwill Hunting, but, like, where they work on it for such a long period of time, and then eventually they're able to, like, mix and match all of the different things to suit how they want it exactly so it's good. Uh -huh. And then... The dream, which I imagine we'll never get to, but it's absolutely the dream is to work with A24 in some way. Yes. That's the goal. Oh, my God. Those guys. I love them so much. What's A24? The they're, guys. They're a movie company and they uh -huh. just make the coolest movies. Oh, cool. Like everything they put out is like, they did Lady so Bird. Cool. They did oh. The Witch. They cool. did. Um, they did that Robert Pattinson movie. Um, Good time. Good yeah, I haven't time. seen that. James really loves that movie. Like everything they make is cool. That's like even awesome. their logo is cool. Like everything. And you like, don't hear about their bad movies because they sweep they them under the rug. They don't. They don't. I don't think they <laughs> so make bad mafia, movies. Basically. They have. They actually sweep them under the rug. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they're a mafia. Uh, that sounds awesome. And I also don't think that that is impossible by any means. Yeah, you should get you a know? meeting with them. They're really. They're like here. Attainable? Yeah. No, Jack will here. set it up for you. Don't worry. No, I just <laughs> mean they're, Jack. In, I'm just saying so they're nice. in Los Angeles. I mean, it is possible, you know. But the that's, goal. I was going to ask. Oh, hi, Diane. Welcome. Hi, Diane. Hi, Diane's here, guys. Yay. Hi, Diane. Just to want Steve <laughs> to think that like a random walks in and we just like, hey, she's robbing us, but we keep it casual. <laughs> um, no, I was going to ask because you guys are making all this stuff and you've done the horror film. Are you trying to do longer form scripted content? Yeah, so that's um, something we're look f looking forward to doing in the next, hopefully, year or so. We're going to plan it out quite a bit to make a feature. Cool. We're not sure what kind of feature we want to do. I personally, for the longest time, and I don't think any anyone else that's part of the company wants to do it, I've been wanting to make a newish, different version, but still cool, of um, The Most Dangerous Game. That's my like ultimate goal. Is oh. To, yeah. So wow. I wanted to do some version of that. But, See, I've uh, never seen that movie. Yeah, it's uh, just this man that brings this person out to an island and then hunts them. Because uh, man is the most dangerous game. Uh, because man can like Lord of the defend Flies. itself. Yeah. yeah, it's a very dark, dark so, novel, right? I mean, it's yeah, it started off as a novel. Yeah, that's cool. They made the movies. Yeah, that would be that would be great. That's super cool. Also, you guys do music too. Yeah. Is that a real thing or is that like it's a... It's a joking like, thing mostly, okay. yeah. I was going to say... We know it's not good. But no, no, no. I was going to say, is it is it like parody music or is it like this is us trying to make a funny song that does actually sound like a good song? One song that we're making right now um, actually does sound kind of good and it is sort of funny. So it's teetering <laughs> on the edge of good. But that's like what Bo Burnham does that I think is so good is that mm -hmm. he makes funny music that still sounds really great. Yeah, it's good music. So you're like, I want to listen to this, but it's also really funny. Yeah, we're doing an 80s uh, 
LP. I don't know the difference between LP and EP, but it's three the EP songs. is shorter. Yeah, we've got like that's a an EP. 80s hip hop song, Fun. and then we've got an 80s like sad song, and then an 80s rock ballad. Cool. Why cool. 80s? Just felt right. <laughs> As children of the 90s, it felt right. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, let's see. I am Kibachu wants to know what's it like working with Rooster Teeth and being a part of a family? It's great. We are very disconnected um, because they're in Austin. Okay. Scallywap wants to know does he sleep? I worry about him. Very good question, Scallywap. Mm-hmm. Very good question. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I mean, I wake up probably about nine, nine or so, and then I. Depending on the day, I stay at the office till one or two. Yeah. Do you guys go into the office every day? Yeah. And work, all of you? Uh, not so much weekends anymore for everyone else besides me. Yeah. But, uh, Ooh. which it's like, I can't force them to do that. Sure. Does but, that must be exhausting, though, being on that seven day a week thing? Yeah. I mean, I crashed my car. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, definitely a turning point there. But, I still do it. So but you guys are didn't also, teach me much. But you're also <laughs> still, you're a startup company. And this, I think, is par for the course for a lot of people that are passionate about what they do and are just starting out is that you have to put all this effort in. And I mean, you seem like a workaholic type of personality, which is what so many YouTubers are. And it feels like I'm sure you would feel dissatisfied if you, the work didn't get done. Absolutely. It's the worst part about it is because the job's never done. Right. And I also think that there's this weird aspect to it that, since I have my vape in the office, mm-hmm. the reason I keep staying at the office is because I'm addicted to nicotine. And it's just like, uh, that's my happy place now. So, so you don't take it leave. home with you. So that's no. So, so it is nicotine that you're, that you're smoking. It's not because yes. there are some people who just smoke like the flavored water stuff. And it's stuff. like, what's the point? <laughs> it's like drinking decaf. I mean, I get it for people that have heart It's problems, like drinking O'Doul's. Did you used to smoke cigarettes? No, I'm trying to work my way up. <laughs> So instead, I should have started with a vape. I tried to smoke cigarettes in college, and I would, I'd be like, I'm stressed out. <sighs> oh, I'm so lightheaded. Oh, ah, no, it doesn't guys. taste good. No, ah, I can finish it. I smoked for over 10 years, and it's impossible to get out of your – like, it's like it's one of the hardest things to do is to quit cigarettes. Don't ever, trust me. Don't ever quit? Don't ever Don't quit. Don't ever start smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Don't ever start smoking I'm, – I'm, I'm shocked that you do that because nicotine is so crazy addictive. I smoke a cigarette every once in a while, like, uh, uh, if I'm drunk. Yeah. And that's about it. Okay. Because then yeah. I don't even remember it. Kaylin wants to know, what's your biggest regret of your past YouTube endeavors? Hmm. If there are any regrets, or I would say, what's your biggest, like, what's your proudest moment? Streamies. Gonna, yeah. Okay, yeah, that this was amazing. Is, I was going to say, I don't really have, like, any regrets because it led to here. No. And I wouldn't want anything to change this. Change that course. Of yeah. course. The um, the Streamies was a big moment for you guys. That's how I found out who you guys were, because oh. I'm... I go through peaks and valleys of being like invested in YouTube culture Same. and trying to find what's I going on. I watch Doug DeMuro, who's a car guy. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> I know. I, I go, I watch Real, uh, Real Housewives. And I, I watch uh, tech videos. Hell yeah. Linus? <laughs> yeah. That's my boy. Yeah. I don't know him at all. Yeah. I wish. really, really enjoy watching him build a computer. I just find it so relaxing for some reason. It is. I don't know why. <laughs> he sounds great. It but yeah, sounds the great. But that's how we've, I found out about you as well because. Because you um, guys won Best Show of the Year, right? Yeah. And you beat out like Phil DeFranco, which is also ironic. Like there's a weird irony there. Yeah, uh, we did not think. I mean, he's won enough. But <laughs> yeah. But also that but it was like your moment. You guys. And really... it's fan base. It's like a fan accumulated mm-hmm. thing. Which yeah, is... we had this plot set up to where we're like, oh, we'll make a really sad video about this. <laughs> oh, and then funny. when they said when Liza was like, Sugar Pond 7. Yeah. We were just like. Oh, well, I, everybody else kind of recognized it right away. Uh-huh. And I just like sat there just like looking at Phil. <laughs> oh, my. And I was like, wow, good job, dude. <laughs> Before it registered yeah. what was happening. Wow. That you were already. Uh, you are already pissed on, at him for yeah. winning. You are already off on That's your own so narrative. That's so funny. We knew you were going to win, actually. Because cause when Ryan and I were nominated for Best Directing and on Twitter. and You son of a bitch. We got, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, bring it out at you the did, end of the podcast. Uh, oh, it's the school. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Student Body Mr. President. Student, oh, here we go. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. Thank you. Very good job. So, but w- like our Twitter at mentions got blew up with you got with your fans being like, "This is fucking bullshit." Uh, I was like, Sorry. I was like, I was like, wow, like you have a very passionate you know, fan base. It seems like a lot but of I, fan bases on there are the same because uh, a fan base from I have, uh, a competing show of the year group just mm-hmm. did the same thing. To us yeah, and they're like, exactly. They cheated. Yeah. yeah, but and but then I but that that 
clued me into your stuff. And then I was like, oh, no, this stuff is great. And it's all part of the same And in no and... way did we deserve best directing at all. We don't do anything <laughs> that's related to directing. <laughs> yeah, and our shows are very different, obviously. And I also feel like it's weird. You have a show to... show. <laughs> yeah, it's a show show. <laughs> it's just a different it's a different style. But, whatever. but it's also but... people have different fandoms. And because yeah, of course, and I, you want to support your, your sure. the, the and show that you love. There are shows on YouTube versus an app. And it's like, yes. oh, there's a very tangible group of people that are like, what is this show? And they don't know, you know, that's so, right. I hate it before looking. Yeah, the, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think we can exactly. all agree the best part of award shows is the way it just completely <laughs> polarizes audiences and yeah. causes, you know, much more hate than. Yeah, it makes joy. like good movies terrible. Suddenly it makes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> makes our fans hate each other it <laughs> yeah, tears no. people down in so many ways there's I'm... plenty of room for all of us and so but anyway i thought that was a positive thing because it, it introduced me because you because your fans are very vocal in a very positive way i felt like too like they were very loud at the at the event and at at the and they were very loud on twitter obviously yeah. they were very excited when you guys won i was just like this clearly is something i need to check out and i was glad i did i think you, you guys make really cool stuff i feel like for the most part we've attracted an audience that's very the opposite of toxic yeah um, which is gonna, nice yeah i was gonna say it seems like it's an audience that has good intentions yeah. that just is there to support you more than to take someone else down granted there are a lot of people in the comments that are more than willing to point out spelling errors in the subtitles <laughs> every uh, video it's like well that's the thing too you guys do you guys do the subtitles, subtitles though yeah, it's either well, me, or, me or Autumn. Well, that's great that you do that. <laughs> Sounds I, like you're talking to a, a little poor kid. No, it's yeah. because a lot of people don't go <laughs> to that. Kidding. A lot of people don't a... go to that trouble, and I know because I have a lot of like hearing the same. Oh, I wish I didn't have to. Fans. I know you guys. Like we did that for Mr. Mighty President. Yeah. Mel, Mel over here was Subtitle the one who did all of the close. Jesus. Well, we had to do close captioning, which is a whole other process. Miserable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's um, supposedly there's a website that does it for you. There is. It, have you used it? It's not very good. Very it's great. Very That's great news. Yeah. You have to do it manually. It's really the only way. But I think it's also, as someone who has prided herself on not learning how technology really works, and then <laughs> it's a fact of making that my brand when things screw up, and I, I, I because I didn't rewatch a video, end up with like 20 minutes of black space at the end. Just build it into your brand. That <laughs> sometimes make them think that there's this weird conspiracy theory Easter egg that when you spell out all the words that get misspelled throughout all the episodes, it's going to leave you with a message. Yeah, Grace, I get that. But the whole end of the video is black. There's nothing to spell out. <laughs> I, I mean, think, let it let it think about it. It'll hit you later. Okay, thinking about it. Yep. You're just not, you're not, you're not enlightened It's yet. just over my head, yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll get it Take next time. Take all the letters that are missing from the subtitles and it spells out the conspiracy of where the Illuminati is. There you go. That's that's it. That's the so secret. many layers. So many layers. So many layers. Uh, just like Stephen himself. So many layers. Uh, we've reached the end of the podcast. Aww. Thank you for this making time. I really enjoyed this. This was super fun, and I'm so glad that you were able to make time because you have been someone that I'm like. I just want to pick his brain and find out how they do what they do because I really truly I've been on YouTube forever and think what you're doing is super Thank smart you. because it makes me mad. Thank you so much. So yeah, I'm a big fan as well over here. Thanks. Um, where can people find you and everything that you're doing if they can't or don't know already? Uh, the channel's just called Sugar Pine 7. Just With on number YouTube. Number 7 or? Number 7. Yeah. Number 7. And then everything, you can find him and all of his friends across all social media platforms. Um, as a thank you for being here, we have given you a um, special fortune cookie that has a fortune just for oh you. Oh my god. What will it say? Oh, is this has a, this has a special fortune? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. well, we one mean, that's not from a restaurant? They're all special they're in all their special own ways. They're all special in their own way. So this one's a, a specially curated? Perhaps. Your hair will not grow back weird, but you will get bangs, which is weird. Wow. Wow. That Very specific. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Jack, would you like to say his name one more time for us? Yes. Thank you, Stephen Suptic, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. And this if you is haven't stale. Already... <laughs> <laughs> I know. They are really so, stale. I'm really sorry. No, but our just... podcast is getting better. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, go check out Sugar Pine 7. You will not be upset that you did. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. This episode of Not Too Deep has been brought to you by Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G. It's Third Love. Find your perfect fitting bra today. Go to thirdlove.com slash grace, G-R-A-C-E, and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grace. 
thirdlove.com slash grace. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Production assistance by Jenny Stringfellow. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 